Hello and welcome to Subscriptions for Authors. Now, this session is going to blow your mind. It's session number five in the Subscriptions for Authors Summit, the fifth one that we're uploading here. And it's from Christopher Hopper, all about how to be a reader's favorite author. It's literally one of the best, like, just hours of content, like, I've ever heard in my life. I was mind blown as I was listening to this. I was just awestruck. And I think you're going to walk away feeling reinvigorated and with a totally new perspective, not just on how to approach your subscription as an author, but your entire publishing career. So I hope you enjoy this session. And I have some really exciting news. If you enjoy this session, first of all, we have 11 more sessions. This is the seven more after this. There's four more before this and all of it's uploaded to the podcast feed. And if you want more from Christopher, Christopher will actually be at the Subscriptions for Authors Summit 2024 in person on May 6th and 7th. So if you want to meet us all, if you want to be with the whole Subscriptions for Authors community and see us in person, then we'd love to have you at this summit. You can find more about it in the link in the description as well. In the description, you can also find all of the details about the transcript. You can find all the different transcripts for all the different summit sessions. So if reading's more your style rather than listening, you can find that all there. We'll also link to all the YouTube videos too, so that if you want to watch any of these on YouTube, you can find them all down there. In the meantime, I hope you all enjoy this session. Christopher is incredible, and it's a real privilege that we got to have him with us today. So let's do it. And this one, I'm, I'm so excited for it because I... I really wanted to have you on the podcast, Christopher, like really did, but I was like saving you for this. I'm like, I, I wanted you to, do I was so happy that you're doing this because I'm like, I wanted it to be like the first time that our awesome community that you have helped us build and have contributed so much to gets to like really hear from you that you get. Oh, to thank you, Michael. Gosh, you're, dude, one day when we meet in person, you're getting the biggest hug. <laughs> I love you. Your joy and your acceptance of people. I know I'm just one of many, but I so appreciate the tone that you set and the culture that is subscriptions for authors. It's pretty awesome. So I think we all share that same sense of, yeah, heck yes, this is the best place to be. So it's great to be here. Storytellers of the world. There it is. Taken over. Yeah. We rule. We do. I'm very grateful. That, mean, that means a lot. But um, no, seriously, like this whole event happened because you all recommended us do it. So like we we did this because you were all like, you should do a summit, you should make it happen and you should do it like soon in the spring. And we're like, okay, we'll do it. We'll do it now. So we, yeah, this happened because of you all. So I, I feel like I just most of the time I'm like feeding off the energy of you guys rather than you feeding off mine. We're very symbiotic here, but I won't actually leave us to any further ado. I'm sure we'll have some people trick in, trickle in at the top of the hour, but I want us to have the full hour with you, Christopher. So I'm going to do a short introduction. And nice. for those who are here, you may have just been tuning in. This session is called How to Be a Reader's Favorite Author with Christopher Hopper. He's like Facebook group famous. He's he's a big deal just regardless, but in our group, he's had some posts that people have absolutely loved. Between you sending out all of the goodies to your fans and sending those pictures with us, letting us into your process. That was great. Mm. Having you then share through launch. I remember that before you actually launched your site, you had fans still signing up because they were finding it through your website, which is another interesting tidbit. Your subscription is on your website, which is really unique. Um, and I think really cool. And we would love to ask you about that. And then Christopher also, he's in Canola as an author. And that's a great program, but he still has a very successful subscription. So he's going to talk about how that's gone for him and talk all about how he's built his fandom. I'm just so excited. And Christopher, the more official introduction is that he's international best-selling author and a voice actor. So we're all going to hear in your voice. And uh, books have reached number one on Amazon Audible and for science fiction. So he's a pretty special guy. We're lucky to have him here today. And just as a reminder to everyone, questions that you have for Christopher try and put in the Q&A so that we can collect it all for the end when we have time for questions. And then put any questions you have for everyone else, any thoughts and comments in the chat. That's how we can divide it out. But mm. with that said, Christopher, floor is yours. Thank wow. you again. Wow. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for the introduction. That's beautiful. And to everybody watching and listening, thank you for being here. I hope the next hour is fun. I hope it's informative. And I hope that you really walk away believing in yourselves and 
the virtues and talents and abilities that make you unique and recognize that no matter what I say for the next hour, the most important takeaway is that you are the best thing that the world gets to see. You are the gift, your presence, everything about you. That is the greatest gift you can give the world. So if we're talking about capitalizing on those things, not to use a capitalistic term too soon, but those are the things that really make us unique and special. And so why do we waste time talking about things that have nothing to do with the value and virtues of who we are as people? So that's the takeaway. I gave it right up front for you. I'm going to set this up, this idea. And by the way, Michael came up with the title for this because he asked me to speak. And I'm like, what do I speak on? Becoming a reader's or listener's favorite author. And that is just proof that he has great insights because it instantly resonated with me. And I'm like, yes, I want to talk about that. So to do, I need to take you back to 1985 when I was six years old growing up in central New York. And when I say central New York or upstate New York, it's not Manhattan. It's not New York City. There's a whole other state, as most people know. And so I grew up in Ithaca, New York, home of Cornell University, Ithaca College. And mom and dad were both in the creative arts. Dad was a recording engineer and record label executive. Mom was a concert singer, opera singer, songwriter. And so I grew up in this really beautiful artistic household. And I, like any six-year-old boy, loved cartoons. And my favorite show was Saturday morning out of Syracuse, New York. It was Channel 3, and it was called the STM Saturday Morning Showboat Club also known as the Scooby-Doo Club. And they had this hour to hour, I think it got up to 90 minutes in its height. It was a program in which you could watch your favorite cartoons. So for me, it was Scooby-Doo, He-Man, Masters of the Universe, the original Ghostbusters cartoon. And then they would have live audience interaction. So there's other kids from school districts around the area. They'd sit in some bleachers. They'd get to shout out to where they were from and... There was a guy who came in and did magic tricks. There was Susanna Q. Skunk who did story time. And I just was like, this is the coolest thing in the world. It's just, it fit for me at six years old in 1985. And I loved it. And you're not thinking at that age, golly, if I ever do something cool in my life as an adult, I want to do this. But in my own way, I just was enjoying it. And to this day, I still remember I got mailed my very first Scooby-Doo Club card. And I think back to it now, like somebody printed it out, laminated it in Syracuse, New York, the TV station, slipped it in an envelope and sent it off, thinking nothing about it. And yet that card rode in my wallet for years. I tried looking for it for this event, but I couldn't find it. And I have a sense it may have been found other greener pastures since moving so many times as an adult, but it's still in my heart. That card meant something to me. I belong to something bigger than myself. Somebody had seen me. My name was on it. And there was a there's still a nostalgia talking about it to this day. And so fast forward now, just celebrated my 44th birthday last week. And I am <laughs> and and I am getting to play again. I spent so much of my adult life being serious, so much of my my adult life having to take care of things that were hard and had to do with human suffering and lots of pain points. And, and anybody who's lived on the planet for any length of time is knows those things. And we either let those define who we are or we get to define what they are to us. And I really wanted to find a place in my next 20 years of professionalism where I get to play. And so I hearken back to that STM showboat Saturday morning show, because honestly, that's what I get to do today. It happens to be through the vehicle of writing books. And so I'm going to assume if you're watching this right now, let's just assume you know how to write. I'm not going to talk about the tradecraft of writing. You know how to write, how to pen a good story, how to type a good story. And you're thinking, how do I create this sticky environment where that six-year-old me goes, I just love being a part of this club. This is the coolest thing. That's what the next few minutes are going to be about. The interesting thing is that right now, the climate for how we sell books is incredibly hostile. 
when it comes to creators connecting meaningfully with their fans. What do I mean by that? The first thing is what I would call the great blackout. The great blackout is that Amazon does not want you to know anything about the people who read your books. Nothing. They don't like sharing data. They, I think sometimes they're almost sad to tell you that somebody bought your book for the day or that you got some Kindle page reads, but they make it as difficult as possible for you to figure out, pardon the French, what the hell is happening? You just know that the book is out there. You, you did all this work to create it. It's your baby. And, and then you launch it out. And I'm using Amazon. Honestly, most other systems still work this way with some exceptions. But the idea is that we release it out in the world. And then it's like just evaporates into a black hole. It's in the void. I'm a sci-fi author, okay? It's just gone. And we have no idea if it's good or bad. We wait for the review to pop up. And we're like, oh, I hope it's a good review. And like, it's so unsatisfying to give something so much life and breath. It would be like raising a child, releasing them into the world, and then you hear nothing from them. And for parents who that happens to, that really sucks. It's the same way. We don't want that, but that's the environment. And so what we have to remember is Amazon is not creating customers of you. They are creating Amazon customers. 100%. That is their goal. They don't care about you. They don't care about your story. They don't care about your past. They don't care about your emotions. They don't care about what you came from. They don't care how good your heart is. They don't care. They just want to make customers of themselves. Now, that's their thing. I'm not here to make a judgment about that value proposition on it. I personally don't like it, but I understand it's what they do. I, however, want to make customers of me. And we're going to talk about that. More importantly, if I can take the customer away, I want to create relationships with the people who really enjoy my art the most. That is meaningful to me. So what we find as well as this great blackout is something else I call the false genuine. And we, we see this in our lust for notoriety, right? We all want to be known. We see social media. We see these things around us. And, oh, if I could just tap into that, maybe more people could find out about my book. And what's interesting is in the quest for notoriety, we actually end up abandoning the very thing I'm going to be championing for the rest of this conversation, which is the word personability personability. And so we pretend to be personable when we have these genuine videos or we're trying to be impromptu or we're trying to be raw and here's where I'm really at and let my hair down and I'm not going to wear any makeup today and I'm super bald, right? And we try to be we try to be genuine, but the interesting thing is all of those things are actually serving algorithms and data science and we've missed the whole point of being personable, which is paying attention to the individual person. That's what being personable is. It is not how raw can I be with my emotions and how much can I really let you see who I am on the inside? That is not personability. That is maybe some attempt at trying to be authentic about a topic, but true personability is me saying, I see you. I see you, Joan Raymond in the chat. I see you, Tabitha in the chat. I see you. Like, I know your name. I know a little bit of something about you. And if this is my goal, now it has nothing to do with the mass volume of sale or trying to get out and exposed to the marketplace, which is a dying system, by the way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about it in a little bit. But now we're getting to this core of, wait, th this is about people. This is about individuals. And it's not enough for me to say my ad reached a million people. No, my ad reached one plus one. And each of those five people have names. They have stories. They have dreams. They've had pain points. They've had things go right and things go wrong. Now we're talking about being personable. Now you're thinking to yourself, hopefully, wow, that seems like a lot of work. You better believe it. And this is going to be the rest of the talk in just a second. But one more thing I want to hit on, which is what I call white noise, automated communication saturation. These are the things you're fighting against, by the way. I'm giving you these up front so you, you understand why I do what I do in just a second. Automated communication saturation. We are all conditioned to ignore stuff. 
how many things, did, how many pop-ups did you sign up for on a website? They popped up and you put your email in just... You saw the 5% coupon, you think, yeah, it might work. But at the end of the day, you just wanted to get rid of it because you really wanted to just get back to reading the article you got to the website for. And we are bombarded by this, like constantly. I remember hearing somebody talk about like, why do you advertise on billboards when on the highway? There's no point. People aren't even looking at the bill. They're not even looking at the road. They're looking at their phones while they're driving. Good Lord. Like, there there has to be something in which we start to go wait a second these tiktok within three seconds whether or not you want to watch the next 12 seconds and spend that part of your life on it right we are conditioned to just move past stuff and our email lists are full of things and we just hit all the spam or clear or read or delete or what it's there's no sense of this person ability like this person actually gives a damn about me so the last point on this before we dive into the fun stuff is percentages reveal the problem. We have these giant mailing lists. Giant, I hear authors talk, I have 15,000 people on my list. Wow, I have 25,000 people on my list. Holy crap. I just talked to a guy, I have 68,000 people on my list. One lady told me, I have 148,000 people on my list. I'm like, that's impressive. That's super amazing. How, what's your open rate? 3%. Okay. So your huge Facebook group. That's awesome. How many people actually respond? Do people like they liked it? Cool. Do they actually give a value comment? One of the reasons I love the subscription for authors, Facebook group, but little shout out unpaid promotion is because the interaction rate is really high. It's beautiful. It, there, there's genuine interest, genuine communication, and people know each other's names in the group. This is personability. It takes time. It takes being a normal, regular human being. We have some things working against us, but it, what it, here's what it tells me is that the market is ripe for winning fans simply by being a caring human being. I'm going to say it again. The market is ripe. For you to win fans simply by being a caring human being. Again, we're talking about book writing. This assumes that you know how to write a book. I said that already. Okay. This is not, I'm not trying to make you a nice self-help guru, doctor, psychologist, philosopher. We write books here in this group. But in that category, in that genre of earning a living, how are you being a caring human being? And I know this is true. Here's why. The number one response I get from people when I do the things that I'm about to show you that I do, is this really Christopher Hopper? And I get to write back, yes. Or I send a video. Hi, it's really me. It's not my assistant. It's not 10 tiers deep in some call center. It's actually me. Like, you're getting me. That's the difference. So. What do I do? I, first of all, do something called funnel filtering. What I call the squeeze. What is a squeeze? The idea behind this is that smaller lists have much more meaningful interaction when they have in, implemented a system that gets rid of the fluff. In other words, the people who really don't want to read Christopher Hopper books, they're going to go find somebody else's books. The people who don't really want to know more about me, that's fine. It's no skin off my teeth. I'm happily married and have four kids. I have more than I can handle. But if you want to know me and you want to push through some of the things I'm going to set up to keep you from getting to me, now we're going to have a conversation. And what I see so often is that there's this sense of we want the big mailing list. And I know I saw it. Because it somehow strokes our ego. If we're being really honest, it's this sense of legitimacy. When I say I have X amount of people on my list, there's some ego involved. And that's not bad. Ego, we all need some ego. We all need to be encouraged from time to time. That's all good. But I would much rather have a meaningful mailing list than a mega mailing list. Why? Because my value proposition is that I am giving you access to me. Now, granted, I would like to think that some of my strengths are personality and charisma, but 
it's more than that because you might not have personality and charisma, but you're still able to build something. And that is the power of this idea of club. The WSTM Saturday morning showboat on channel three out of Syracuse, New York. It's that sense of, I belong to something. I am a part of something. So here's where we're going to get into becoming a reader's and or listener's favorite author. And I start with this. I make it difficult for people to push through to me. But when they do, they are very sticky. Why? Number one, it's built on me. My business model is built on Christopher Hopper. I am not building my business model on a rapid release model. I'm not even building my business model on a subscription service, even though I am a huge proponent of subscriptions. I'm not building my model on a web serial, even though I use web serials. I'm not building my model on fill in the blank. Bottom line, I am building my model on Christopher Hopper. It's my smile. It's my sense of curiosity. It's the fact that I love world building. I love making stuff for people. And I'm going to show you some things, but The very first thing that you see, if you get from my books to me and you do it by way of my website is, here's my website. It's my, it's my crazy ass face. I'm, I look so dorky. My kids said, dad, we found your website in school and our kids, our friends think you're so weird, but they love you so much. I'm like, why? They're like, cause you're so goofy and just smiling all the time. And I'm like, is that true or not? They're like, yeah, it's just embarrassing. <laughs> That's called being a teenager. Suck it up. Here we are, right? And you'll notice in the background, our spaceships. It looks like something off Tatooine because I write in science fiction. I want to have fun with you. And the slogan is, welcome to a new world. Why? Because part of what I do is help people escape. I want them to find a world outside of the one that they live in because at some point I'm touching someone's pain. I'm meeting them on the worst day of their life. They're reading my book while they're having double knee replacement surgery. They're in the middle of literally have had soldiers write me from battlefields. Like they are having a a crappy day. There we go. They're having a bad day. And so in this idea is I'm trying to be as, as easy as possible to show you this is about me. Here are the three ways to engage. I'm not going to freak you out. I'm just going to say there's only three ways. You can read my books. Number two, you can join my VIP club. And if you're a real freak, you can actually jump right into my hyperspace guild, which is my subscription service. And there are people who do that because they're like, this is the greatest thing in the world. And I'm like, thank you. I think you're the greatest thing in the world. So the idea is it's built on me. That's number one. Number two is I have set up what I call my VIP club. Because if my attitude is my readers and listeners are my very important people, they're the most important people. I have a job because you bought my book on wherever you got my book. You are my customer. You're not Amazon's customer. You're not Audible's customer. You're not any, you're not Apple's customer. You're not Spotify's customer. I want you to feel that you are my customer. And therefore, my ability to serve you is part of this dynamic transactional relationship. Yep, there's a monetary exchange. I need to pay for food. Oh my gosh, food costs. Good Lord, don't get me started. I need to feed kids. I need to pay a mortgage. Like I don't apologize for any of that. I am simply grateful for the opportunity that we actually get to have each other's names now. That you can actually talk to me. That when you sign up for my VIP club, I get information from you and you have to click two times, two different pages, to get to my sign up for VIP club. That is intentional. I do not have pop-ups on my site. I am not after the quick grab. I don't just want your email. And when you get to the form, two pages in, I ask for everything. Like the only thing I don't ask for right now is like blood pressure, height, and age. But we, I want your address. And guess what? If you don't get me your address, you don't get in. I need your phone number. Sometimes people put one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We email them and say, and I say, we, it's me or my daughter. That's it. Hey, your phone number looks sketchy. Or if they give the phone number, but they don't want to put their address and they get in, I call them. Hey, this is Christopher Hopper. Yep. Yeah. That, that Christopher Hopper. Yep. It's really me. Yeah. For real. Hey, you put your address down, but it looks inaccurate. Yep. It's still me. Yep. We need to get your address or you can't be in the club. This is how you get in. And so once we have all that information, now it tells me, you know what? You actually had to push through. 
It was a little, it wasn't, I'm not asking for the end of the world. I'm just asking for a little bit. And now you're in. And so what do you get? First of all, in the envelope, you get this really snazzy card. This one's not filled out, it's blank, but it's signed by me. And it's actually their name. Hey, Dave, thank you for joining the club. Christopher with a date. That's it. You'd be shocked. This thing cost me like 38 cents. And it took me point, like point four of a minute, like 20 seconds to fill out this card. You're telling me that's too much to ask for me as an author? Come on. So then they get this card. It's the VIP club card. I designed it myself. Yep, it's one of my skill sets. Christopher Hopper, welcome to a new world. And then inside you get this VIP club poker chip. This thing cost me maybe like 70 cents to make. And it's there's a backstory to it. I won't get into it today, but it's part of one of my characters who prints poker chips to control an economy on an alien planet. Super fun. And people love these chips. Like they're stacked. Like I, I think we have like over 50 chips in the world now, like designs. And they collect these and they associate them to my brand. But more importantly, they associate them with me and their relationship with me. Yes, it's the stories. Yes, it's the characters. Yes, it's the books. But it's the sense of connection that we get from each other. So in there, there's also, we do crazy things where we make these collector's cards. And so these are two characters from two different series. They get those in there. They get a sticker. It has my name on it. They get my logo. And then they get a promo for the VI, for the subscription group, which is called the Hyperspace Guild. And it's just, if you like the chips, if you sign up for a particular level, you get a chip every other month for free, just for being in the club. And you can only get those ones if you're in the subscriber group. Yeah, it's fun. So that's the VIP club. And so here's the idea behind it is that, and you're in a Facebook group and a Discord group as well. But here's the thing. This was huge. When I was starting out, I'm like, I have to do all the things. I have to do Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and Facebook and Discord and the thing and the old thing and the new thing. And how do, and I have these posts and no one likes them. And, am I going to teach people how to be an author or am I just going to strictly make books? Can I go in the teaching realm? Could I do and I'm all over the place. And here's the most beautiful thing is that as people started to show their genuine interest in me, it taught me where I needed to prioritize my non-writing time. In other words, I am not spread thin. You will not see me all over the places. I spend time in my VIP Facebook club group and my Discord group. That is it. I don't use social media for anything else. I might post once in a while because there's some cool event happening or like my daughter got accepted to a music program. So that goes up, of course, whatever. I'm saying though, that when I go, I'm not gonna write today or I need to take a break. I don't go all over the place. I go to the people who said to me, Christopher, your value proposition is something I love, which is access to you. And so guess what? You get it, you get it. So what does that mean? So if I move on from the VIP club group, I guess this would be number three now, is what I call standout engagement. Standout engagement is simply doing a little bit to go way above or way over the top in what people expect. What do people expect? Probably not to get a response to their comment online. Authors don't do that for whatever reason. It's stupid. I hate it. We have a responsibility to be personable. My opinion. I'm heavily opinionated and caffeinated. So what do I mean by that? When somebody leaves me a comment, nine times out of 10, I'm going to shoot them a video back. Why? Because I have this miracle of science in my hand called an iPhone. And it's so freaking easy to turn on the camera and go, hey, Samantha, thank you so much for that comment about my book. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. I hope you like the next one. And I'd love to have you in my VIP club. You're awesome. That's it. How much of that time did it take? It took me 15 and a half seconds and maybe 10 more seconds to upload if my connection was bad. And what did I just do? I taught someone that I am not somewhere up on a hill. I am not far away and untouchable. I am just like them. They are just like me. And if they want, we can have access to each other in this realm of writing books and listening to stories. That's what I'm here for. I'm not here to make you a customer of Amazon. I want to connect with you. And it took me all of 30 seconds to do. 
One of my favorite things to do is try to sing happy birthday to people in my VIP club group. I don't get everybody, but when I can, oh my gosh, it's so much fun. And I embarrass myself and they love me for it. They'll probably love you too for it. You don't even have to sing. It's the fact that I am not some untouchable. We are just people on this spinning rock hurtling through space at God knows how fast and trying not to fall off in the process. The other thing I do in this standout engagement is something I started called Coffee with Christopher. And I got the idea from Katie Cross. For those of you who Katie Cross is, she's a freaking rock star. I don't know if she's been on the show or not, Michael, but she's just so cool. She writes fantasy and I just think she's the coolest. And so she does this thing called Coffee with Katie. I'm like, Katie, I'm totally swiping that. I tuned in. I'm so not her demographic. I'm so not her readership, but I think she's a rock star. And so I'm like, I'm going to try this. The first broadcast was a Zoom call, first week of January last year. So we just passed our one and a half year anniversary. And I thought it was going to be one call. We are now on season three. And every Friday at 12 noon p.m. Eastern, my people, they're my people. We get together and have a riot. And I have never laughed so hard as I do with these people. And they are from all over the planet. It is the coolest. And if they can't join, I put the replay up on on YouTube and it built so much momentum that all of a sudden a, a fourth thing happened, which is people started to form their own groups inside of my group. There are Facebook threads that I can't even keep up with. They invite me to them and I'm like, I stop. I try to stop in to be a good person. Be like, hey, everybody. But they have their own gravity and their own personalities and they start doing stuff for each other. One of the things is I love coffee and Copper Horse Coffee out of Ithaca, New York. We have a partnership and they actually create coffee for characters in my books. And then my readers and listeners can get that coffee. They get um, they get 10% off their first order and they get a poker chip that you can only get if you get it through copperhorsecoffee.com. And here's the thing. They don't set ship internationally. So this one group, they're called the Flounders. It's based on a funny side story anecdote from one of my series. They ship coffee to other people internationally. I don't know how it works. I have no clue. They just do it. I just say, talk to Nikki. Just go talk to Nikki. Because Nikki is this, is this army veteran. She is amazing. Her family is amazing. They live in Missouri. I hope to, I'm going to get to meet her in July. I'll tell you more about that in a second. But the point is that they have connected with each other in the same way that they connected with me. And now they start coffee with Christopher like 20 to 30 minutes before I get on the call and they just talk. And sometimes I'll just sit there with my coffee, like a fly on the wall thinking this is the coolest thing in the world. And I think to myself, I've made it. Like I've made it. This is the greatest thing. Like what we have created is our thing, no longer my thing. It's our thing. And that is beautiful. I'm going to touch on two more things and I'm going to, I'm going to conclude it and open it up for questions if you have any. And if you don't, then we'll just sing and dance. The, the fifth thing are we on now? You, so user groups, I talked about that, which is people taking ownership of their own sense. I, I didn't number these, forgive me. It's number M is subscribers, right? Subscribers. Shout out to Reem to enable authors to actually connect with the readers, putting out meaningful content on a regular basis and funding their own work. How cool is that? I created what I call the Hyperspace Guild. And Michael and Amelia were so instrumental. When I first saw subscriptions for authors last summer, I was, I saw the podcast come up and then the Facebook group. And I'm like, oh, this is, there's something here. Cause I'm watching, come on, everybody. I'm watching Disney. I'm watching Apple TV. I'm watching Netflix. I'm watching all the things. I'm watching everything that I'm subscribed to from utilities to whatever, go through subscriptions. And I'm thinking, yeah, we probably need to get on this. There has to be somebody who's already doing this. And lo and behold, there were. And so I take six months to really process this and think through how I want to do it. And just before launch, I actually had the fortune of having both Michael and Amelia go through my stuff, look at spreadsheets, look at my offerings, and then even look at mock-ups of my website to make sure I wasn't completely out of my mind. I think that was the biggest thing. You did great. Um, <laughs> thank you. 
and was a little bit terrified, honestly, like, I don't know if anybody's going to do this. And so Michael already mentioned this, but when I created the Hyperspace Guild, uh, I started to have people find it before it was publicly launched. I still don't know how. I thought the pages we built were private. Apparently they weren't. And people are signing up for $25 a month, $50 a month. I had somebody sign up for $100 a month. There aren't even benefits listed yet. And you know who these people were? Coffee with Christopher people. They were VIPers who became Coffee with Christopher watchers. And we know each other. We've never met physically, personally, but we know each other because we are being personable with one another. I cried. I'm not going to lie. I cried. And I literally had to hit cancel on all three of those early adopters. because I'm like, we don't even have the systems built. And they're like, as soon as you do, please let us know. Now, just to show you fast forward here, because we're in May. So this launched in January for me. Um, yesterday, we just put up the pre-order for what I think is my 31st or 32nd book. It's the fifth in a new series. Thank you. Yeah, it's it went up on Audible for pre-order. Now, here's the crazy part. It's on Audible for pre-order. The very first people who are sending me screenshots in our, in our Discord and Facebook groups are my Hyperspace Guild paid subscribers who already have the book. They already get early access to the audiobook. They're paying for it. And they're the first ones to get the pre-order on Audible. And I, I write them, I'm like, I don't do this anymore. I just say, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Because I was right. This is not the first time it's happened. I'm like, you guys already have the book. And their response is, we know we just love supporting you. Wow. Wow. So now it tells me it is not about the transaction anymore. It's not what Amazon tells you, which is to sell. It's not make sure you catch the algorithm. It's not make sure you get the tail before it slips off and you can't get that next bump. Make sure rapid release. It's not. It is who are you and who are you connecting with? It got so crazy before we get there, before we get to the final one. So when you're a Hyperspace Guild member, you get early access to all my work before it comes out. You get a weekly serial that I'm starting, which is super fun. And then you get this box. It might be reversed. And inside this box, because I'm going back to when I was like five years old, six years old, Scooby-Doo Club, I have my own Scooby-Doo Club. So now you get the Hyperspace Guild card. And when you open it up, yeah, you get stickers and fun stuff, but you get the members chip and it's dated for the month, for the year that you join. And then you get an anniversary chip. This is 2023s. Every January, you get a new anniversary chip to celebrate the fact that you're still in the club. Thank you for being awesome. And then you get different tiers. Like you can subscribe and you've heard this before. Most of those people in this group already know all this stuff. But instead of just giving you a regular cover, you get the Hyperspace Guild Edition. And that is different. It's different on the spine. The artwork is totally customized. I get to do all this stuff myself because I love making things for my people. It's the coolest thing. And so what has come out of this is, and this is the thing I'll end with before my closing thoughts here, we're at 36 after the hour, is I there was an absence of some of the author gatherings in the Northeast of the United States. And what I mean by that is there were a handful of guys and gals who would actually put on events to bring their readers together. Super cool. Like a little mini con, a little mini festival. And when COVID hit, a lot of those things shut down for lots of reasons that we all know. And I had some really close friends and subscribers go, Christopher, if there was anybody who was going to do an event, it's got to be you. And you got to do an event. I'm like, guys, I don't think people will come, though. <laughs> so it's like talking to Michael. Michael, I don't know if people will subscribe. And they said, you got to give it a shot. Talk to your wife and think about it. So we gave it a thought and we launched something called HopperCon. And it was designed and is designed to be a place for us to just hang out and get together. And we put it on the calendar for the last weekend of July, 2023, coming up. 
And we called some local area businesses and said, we're going to do some hosted dinners at two different restaurants. We're going to do a boat tour because we live in the Thousand Islands, which is a beautiful part of the country. One night, I'm going to invite some other voice actors. And we're all going to do a live radio theater presentation for an hour to entertain you. The other night, my wife, who is a, a bona fide recording artist, she's going in the studio next week. I'm super pumped. Her producer is Bob Dylan's drummer. She's going to have Pink and Moby's drummer playing on the track. She has James Taylor's keyboardist. She has Natalie Merchant's guitarist. Stupid stuff. She's the real deal. Like she's way more cool and famous than I am. I'm just the sideshow. And she is going to do a concert one of the nights of HopperCon. And we're just put we're just putting this all together. And we made 65 tickets available. I think we sold out in the first week. And 80% of the tickets were sold in the first like day. And again, who are these people? They're my Coffee with Christopher tribe. They're my VIP club. They're my subscriber base. And what is, this blows my mind, everybody, because I'm nobody. I'm just me. I'm just, I just sit in this little spaceship office, have fun. Like I'm an introvert with extroverted tendencies. I love people. I go to bed early and wake up earlier. This is me, right? And here's the crazy part. People are flying in from the UK, coming in from Canada, flying in from Australia to be here and just sit around campfires in our back backyard and be together. That's the agenda. That's it. And I feel like I get the greatest privilege and greatest job in the world to do this stuff for people. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I finally, at 44 years old, feel like I know what I want to be when I grow up. And it's the greatest feeling in the world. And I want you to have that feeling too. If you can discover that's the secret of the universe, really. And so in closing, I would say that the beautiful, one of the beautiful parts about this is that there is no exhausting this idea, everything I talked about in terms of market saturation. You can do it. And rising water raises all ships. But this idea, like, I, what if I do poker chips too? Great, do it. I use chiplabs.com. Where do you print your cards? Printsafari.com. How do you do your cool editions of your books? I use Amazon. This goes up for $199 on Amazon. I just use their KDP to print the special editions. It's not a secret. I just thought about how to do it efficiently. Where do you get this? Those aren't the secrets. And I'm not worried about you copying what I would do. In fact, I hope you copy it and make it better so that I can take notes on what you're doing. Because here's the thing. I'm not worried about you gaining relatability with other readers and listeners. That is what makes us better. I hope you do it because there are tens of millions of readers and listeners. Tens of millions. There is no competition. When people, it's such a competitive market. That's BS. You are you and you're giving access to who you are, whether you're an introvert, an extrovert, whether you know how to do video or not, no matter what your genre, it doesn't matter. The point is that you are saying, this is who I am. And the greatest gift I can give the world is myself. Thank you. Wow. That was maybe the best presentation I've ever heard in an author conference. I, saw. <laughs> oh, I mean that literally. And I've probably seen like somewhere between 100 and 200. Wow. I wow. Earlier, I was texting back and forth with you, Christopher. And I said, you're the Jesse Cole. Of, of the writing world because Jesse Cole is the owner of Savannah Bananas and has this amazing book, Fans First, which I'm sure someone will drop the link in the chat. It's a great book. You are not the Jesse Cole of our industry. You are Christopher Hopper. And that is something else that is more beautiful than, oh, yeah, amazing. I know we have a lot of questions and <laughs> we had a few. Oh, wait, hold on. I just got to say, everybody, you're blowing up. You're blowing up the chat. Thank you with that. It really means I'm touched. Truly, I'm your your kindness is appreciated. No, this emotional is, here. Good lord. Is, no, I literally was tearing up during this. It was like an Im immense privilege to listen to this, and I want to make the most of our time we have because you're amazing. So let's just get into, I think, the core fundamental question that I've seen myself think about, and many people mention in the chat, which is, I'm an introvert. Just that one line. What would be your advice to someone? when you have this mindset to be so personal, how do you do that when you might, taking a video, you might not want to take a video of yourself as an readers. What would be your advice? So here's the, here's a great question is, don't we love introverts? 
right? Think of an introvert. As an introvert, another introvert who you love. You might be married to one. You might be dating one. You might have one as a child or a parent. Like my wife, my wife is like, I said, I'm an introvert with extroverted tendencies. I've learned how to be present in other people's lives. My wife, she could literally move to a mountain and you'd never hear from her again until you showed up 80 years from now and there's her carcass in the cabin. Like she died and nobody knew. She's fine with that. That is fine. And yet, here's the beautiful part. The gift within her, which is this incredible voice, an incredible song songwriter, is not, how do I say this? That gift within her only finds wings when it finds ears. And so that understanding, the connection that my gift is no longer just for me is the thing that helps her get out of that sense of the normative and into the adventurous. Even if it's just for a moment, even if it's just for one recording, even if it's just for one email, even if it's just for one phone call or one text, and then she can go back into who she is, that's fine. But she recognizes the value of the extension of herself out into the world, even if it's for a moment. So what I would say to somebody who's Christopher, I am not, you're like extrovert on, on speed or something. I can't <laughs> do that. That's okay. And by the way, just so you know, as soon as this is done, I'm going to go be quiet for a minute because while I love this moment and you're getting really who Christopher is, when I'm told you don't have to talk to anybody anymore, whew, I'm going to go mow the lawn, man. I'm going to yeah. go on my simulator and just be quiet and drive a car. I'm going to go take a walk on our beautiful country road. Like, it's okay. So what does it mean? It means that we find the measure from which we can give and still have margin left over when we bring it back in. And, and here's the thing. This is when people say, Christopher, you write. So every person who signs up for my VIP club, I write them an email, right? I get their email. I write them an email. They're like, wow, how do you do that with every single person? That must take so much time. Yeah, if I had a million people every month signing up, I don't. I have maybe on average five a week. You're telling me I can't write one email a day for five days and it's two lines and I handwrite it. Hey, Donald, thanks so much for joining my club. Your kit's going in the mail this weekend. I'm so pleased to see that you're enjoying my series Infinita or Imperium Descent or Ruins of the Earth, whatever it is they marked on their signup form. Have a great day. I might even put, if I know something about their city or their part of the world, I was there once, I had a great experience. And that's it. If I can't do that, then I shouldn't be in this business in terms of connecting with people. I might still write books. I might still look for a trad pub. I might still try to just play the Amazon algorithm game. But if I can't write at least an email a day, then I cannot be in this space of trying to be personable with people. I've disqualified myself. I just, I'm taking a step back at, in the beginning, you were talking about the authors of the 68,000 people mailing list. You have five people joining your mailing list a week. And I just have a simple question. Are you a full-time author? Yes. Well, I that's make, big. I make, I'll say it this way. I make four times the highest salary I ever made in my adult life now as an author than I did when I turned 40. We all need to take that, like just and bring that to our hearts. He has five people through all his funnel filters joining his mailing list slash VIP club a week. And is still like, that quality over quantity, unbelievable. So there was a really interesting question around basically time-wise, obviously writing is the big thing we're all doing. And you've talked about the CUNY building and being personal with your fans. But from a time perspective, let's say you have 40 hours in a week. How many are you dividing up to the writing? And then how many is going towards this sort of community building and fan relationships? Great, great question. Because I, on the Enneagram scale of personalities, I'm a seven, which is an enthusiast. And it means that I just like to delight and have variation. Um, it's one of the reasons I love writing books so much because I get to explore a whole new book and then have closure and be done and then start something new. But the benefit is I found a way to harness that love and curiosity in a series and so that's really big, especially for enthusiasts. We need that. And so what I find is in my day, I usually start first thing in the morning. I sit down with my coffee at my computer and whatever has come in that moment, whether it's a new sub for my VIP club or it's a new subscriber to my guild or it's somebody who messaged me 
in Facebook chat or on Discord. And again, what's my filter? It's VIP club. It's my hyperspace guild. Those are the people that get my attention. I'm not answering every person that, that writes in for all their questions. Even people that, hey, could you read my first chapter? No, but thank you so much for thinking of me. But yesterday, one of my hyperspace guild members said, Christopher, I have 500 words. Could you read it? 100%. I dropped everything I was doing to read what she did and then sent her a 20-minute voice message back during my walk. Why? Because she is the most important person in my writing world in that moment. But she has told me that she wants to be that. She's paid the dues. She pushed through those filters to be in that place. And so I don't have to worry, maybe I should be writing right now. Maybe I should be marketing right now. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should look at the spreadsheet. No, this is my business. So anyway, I typically start my day and end my day with those two things. The middle portion where I find that I write best is usually after my kids are on the bus or taken to school. And then I just crank words out till noon. I'll break and have cottage cheese and potato chips or whatever, or I drink a ton of water and a ton of coffee. And then I get back into writing a few thousand more words. And then hopefully I'm done by 2.30, 3 o'clock. Kids get home. We hang out for a little bit. If I see more messages come in from my people, that's who I give my time to. And so it's not, I'm not sitting there. Oh my God, have I done it? it, Hourglass. Oh, check the things. It's just light because my, like when I see a subscriber come in for the VIP club, I'm just so excited to put their digits down. I print the label. I print the envelope on Microsoft Word to our printer in our basement and go downstairs to our merch desk and fulfill it and put the stamp on it myself. And I walk it a mile down to our post office, to our mailbox and put it in there and raise the flag. That is part of my ritual. That is part of the blessing that I get to walk in as somebody that writes full time. It is not a bane. It is not a bane. I heard something beautifully recently where somebody said, what do you do with writer's block? I'm like, that's total BS. There is no such thing as do nurses get nursing block? Do truck drivers get truck driving block? No, you just do the job. And this is I've chosen. I love to write words and I love to interact with fans. And that's my job. That's lovely. That's lovely to hear. Now, I, this is a little bit more, I guess, technical, but in a good way, because you have a subscription on your website. That's where you host it. And we had a few questions about how does one do that? Is that a good idea? And one person even asked, is that a good thing versus going to a lot of authors are on subscription platforms? So what brought you to your website? And what would be your advice to authors who are thinking about having a subscription on their site? Great question. So I, in one of my past lives, had a media company and we built a lot of websites for a lot of clients and we used WordPress and we're pretty fluent in that. And while I didn't do the bulk of the coding and designing, I did enough to know what I was doing. And when Wix came along, I was like, ah, this is so great. I'm, I dove into Wix head over heels. It had all the tools that I wanted, a lot of integrations I was able to move my domain names to them from GoDaddy. I really, I love the WYSIWYG, which is what you get design model. And so I was able to build an entire ecosystem. And it's interesting, had I not had Wix, I would have been using Rain 100%. And so that's a big shout out for them. The reason, and a lot of people don't like Wix is because it does take some know-how. If you're not great at designing things or putting things together or thinking through workflows and how you want a customer experience to be like, that's where you use things that are built for you. That's part of what you're paying for is their expertise. So things like Ream, things like Shopify. In in Wix, I build my own stores. My daughter, who's 18, handles all of the merchandising and order fulfillment sucks because she's going to college. So I might have to employ a son. But the so within Wix, they also released something for subscription plans. And they were doing it right around the time that I was considering putting out my own subscription plan. And it was just, and to the point where they're asking me like feedback. And so I got to speak to a couple of the things as they were rolling them out, which is really fun. And so now my, it's pretty seamless. If you sign up to be a VIP club member and then you join the hyperspace guild, you actually are just integrated, right? Your contact information is already in our system. If you have points, for buying shirts or stickers or cards, like those get added up and you can redeem those. Like there, I couldn't code all that. I'm too busy doing this stuff. And so I love it when other systems and companies have done the hard work that lets me focus on my core competencies. Why did I choose it? One was I really wanted to know my customers. 
I tried selling things direct on my site. It was a lot of work and it didn't really net me a lot of money, to be honest with you. It was better if those people had just added their momentum to sales figures on Amazons and Audibles. So it, I'm not a stranger to trying to be an entrepreneur even more, but subscriptions is different because the price points can be much higher. And what I realized is it's less, this is what I love about it. It's not that they're just buying my book. If it's just about buying a book, that's, you have to sell a lot, right? You do. But if it's about access to me, that's very different. And we all love access to people who we love and admire. And those motivations are unique and everybody's own. I have one guy, he's on Australia. He's become a friend, he pays me $500 a month. Part of that tier is you get a, a video phone call with me once a month. I name, I write a character. You and I build a character in a story together. I record your voicemail for you in a, in a voice of your choosing. Watch <laughs> out. It could be very dangerous. Like, how do I make your day? I want to make your day. That's what I'm doing this for. And so now it's the monetary return for me has been incredible. And it's been in parallel to the returns of the relationship. And as I said, friendship building. So I wouldn't trade it for anything. That's awesome. That's really cool. I love that. And I think our final question is one that a lot of people have asked. It's a theme that's come up as well in the Q&A, which is about community and how you have one now. And you talked a lot about how you were able to build those personal relationships, but how did you get readers to find you in the mm. first place? And how long has it taken you to get to this place where you now have coffee with Christopher and you now have this hyperspace guild? What has that journey been like? And what is that reader journey like oh. from, I have no idea who Christopher is to I am like now in hyperspace guild. So cool. I, I might need to write a book on this component, Michael. I was in the bathroom today, taking a poop, thinking about you. I need to consult with Michael for how do I articulate some of this? Because you're so good at drawing this out of people. Long story short, 2018, I'm having a midlife crisis. I'm at the end of a 23 year long career. I'm watching some major things implode in people's lives around me. I'm taking a lot of personal inventory. I'm facing bankruptcy. I had 10, I had six different restaurants at one point and a bunch of partners. And there was a lease deal that went bad. And I have these huge firms suing me. Like everything is going to hell in a handbasket. And I'm like, what the F? What do I do? What do I want to do? And I remembered wanting to tell stories. I loved telling stories as a kid. Flunk, I did horrible in, in reading, actually. Terrible speller, still to this day. Gotten better and had to work on it. But I loved the art of storytelling. And I thought, I want to write stories. So what I did is I immediately, during a sabbatical, two-month sabbatical, I started looking at all these authors who were doing what I want to do. And Michael, you pointed out something really great, which is we always meet people who have this big thing, but how did they get there when they started with nothing? Yeah. And that's where I was. I had, I, had, I had just a couple hundred dollars in our family bank account. I'm strung out. I'm working 90 hours a week. I'm freaking out. Like I, I could not even dream or imagine of what I'm doing today back then. I was four years ago, almost five years ago this December. And, and so I decided to work my ass off and start small. And I realized no one was going to hand me an audience. I had to earn it. And so here's what I did with three minutes left. Here we go. I went to all of the authors, Facebook groups who I admired. And I started lurking in those Facebook groups. And I looked at the people who were responding the most, who were most active, and I DM'd them very carefully. I, I was, I tried to not be disruptive or do what's called poaching, which is I'm, I just want the quick ad. It was not that at all. Again, personability. Hi, Greg. I noticed that you really love Galaxy's Edge. I am working on a new book and I have one chapter. I'd love to send it to you for free on any format that you want. PDF, Word, Google Drive, whatever it is. And I'd love to know if you like it. That's it. No strings attached. For every 10 I sent out, I got one back. And with a month and a half, I had about 80 people. And they were my beta readers. And they got to read Ruins of the Galaxy book one before the rest of the world, before it blew up, before R.C. Bray narrated it. And I have some of those people to this day. They're still my beta readers. They're still my friends. I'm going to get to meet some of them this July here at our property in New York. Full circle, man. 
and I had not huge mailing lists. I had 80. Yep. That was me. 80 people. Not sure if I was going to even be able to pay rent. I used my last couple hundred bucks to buy an editor to edit that book. I still have those Word documents to this day with over 10,000 edits in them because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I'm so grateful that I spent those dollars on that editor because I am still reaping the dividends of that investment now almost five years later. So a lot of work, and here it is, one person at a time. There is no quick fix. No one will hand you your audience. You build it one person at a time. Wow. Yeah. Christopher, you're incredible. Unbelievable round of applause. This was like an incredible last hour. I am like absolutely like hairs are on my arms are just like standing up in the best way. So first of all, thank you so much for your time. I loved this session. For everyone who's here, if you want to listen back to this one, it was recorded and we'll definitely be publishing this one along with all the other sessions. So you can definitely re-listen to this. This is one I'm going to be re-listening to. There's a few words you said, like the great blackout, automated communication saturation. I thought were really great ways to say some ideas. Chris, we'll definitely be in touch. I have a lot. We can have a whole conversation after this conversation. I can't wait for it, but you're the best. Thanks. Really looking forward to everything to come. And for the rest of the day, just so everyone knows, we're going to be taking an hour break, a longer break today because we have a long day ahead. We're only a quarter way through the conference. So it's already, I feel like, been amazing. And Christopher, I just, again, thank you so much. If y'all want to see the future sessions in the conference, starting at 3 p.m., we have Michael Chatfield, Britt Andrews at 4.30 p.m., and then our breakout description author panel at 6 p.m. This is all Eastern time. All sessions will be recorded, but that's it for this session. We'll have some of the moderators come up and we'll hopefully be able to have the ability to have some some ch talking of the next hour if you'd like christopher you're free to turn off your camera relax <laughs> I just, michael i want to say thank you for hosting and to amelia as well for putting together with you and your team and to everybody who spent the hour with me i'm very grateful it's an honor it truly is an honor to be able to share and i appreciate your time hopefully it helps you be it sounds so cheap, right? Be the best version of you, but that you would be encouraged to be the greatest gift of the world. And that's just by being yourself. So thank you. So powerful. And if you want to check out more from Christopher Hopper, make sure to look at the link I put in the chat. The schedule also has a link to everything Christopher Hopper world. Thank you so much for watching this session of the subscriptions for authors summit. Now you may want to learn more about subscriptions and in that case, I recommend watching all the other sessions in this summit. They're linked down in a playlist below. But I also want to share with you all the other amazing resources we have as part of Subscriptions for Authors. First, we have the Facebook group. You probably heard it talked a lot about during the summit, but if you're not a part of it yet, you can join totally for free in the link down in the description at facebook.com slash subscriptions for authors. There's over 2,300 fellow subscription authors in there. And now a bunch of spinoff groups based on specific genres that will help you start and grow your subscription as an author. In addition, we also have for a very limited time, the founding cohort of the Six Figure Subscription Author Accelerator. It's the first link down in the comments. It's open till May 31st, and it's an amazing premium course plus group mentorship that me and Amelia have set up. It has over 10 hours of video, and then has four group mentorship sessions where you'll be paired with a coach and fellow teammates who will take you through starting and growing your subscription with the goal of taking you at the beginning of the summit, whether you've started your subscription or not, to then being able to grow your subscription, get your first paid subscribers, and hopefully grow your subscription to the point that one day you can be a six-figure subscription author. It's a really, really exciting opportunity, and me and Amelia are super excited to share that with you, especially if you're very serious about growing your subscription. It can be a great opportunity if you're a very serious author who wants to go and do that. But if you're maybe not ready for the accelerator, no worries, because we have a lot of other opportunities, a ton of free resources we put online on this very YouTube channel. There's like 30 podcast episodes out, and we have a ton more releasing soon. We have like 10 more films that we're going to be releasing in the coming weeks. In addition, we have a free book called The Descriptions for Authors Starter Guide, which condenses a lot of the amazing insights you heard today throughout these sessions and gives them in a very streamlined fashion, a step-by-step -step guide into how you can start your description. You can download that book totally for free by signing up for our mailing list at the link in the description. And then lastly, we also have 
Fireside Chats. I will link down to the playlist of that as well. Those are free webinars that we do about very key topics and subscriptions. So those are really, really fun. I hope you all enjoy it. Yes, we are dedicated to putting a ton of resources out there for you to have a successful subscription. Not only that, but we also built a platform specifically made for fiction authors to be successful in subscriptions, which is called Ream. You can think about it like the Shopify meets Patreon meets a Facebook group meets Wattpad all in one. But the whole goal is to help you turn your fans into customers of yours directly that pay you monthly. It's a really awesome platform and you can check it out in the link below in the description as well. Yes, there's a lot of links. There's a lot of things going on, but odds are if you're watching this summit, you want to dive deeper into your subscription. So you want to give you everything in one place. And in fact, if you want to get all of our links in one place, we have the Ream link tree. That'll be the second link down in the comments. The Ream link tree literally has everything in there. So if you ever want any information on anything in subscriptions, all of it's in the link tree. And it's a pretty great place. I'll see you all soon. Thank you for being a part of this summit. You all the best. Have a great rest of your day. And don't forget, storytellers rule the world. Oh,